0: Boom,
1: boom, 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 boom. What's up, Zach? What's up? Is that our
0: opening theme song now? No, I was
1: just doing the opening theme song to, uh, what's it called? Cheers. No. What, what uh, the fucking anime. Um, oh, it's a space cowboy. What is it? Uh, One Piece. Uh, no, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, the That's intro, because the intro, that intro to the Cowboy Bebop, that that shit's an all-time banger. Yeah.
0: Do we still have an intro song on no, this? No, we don't. We I took Did it we off. Cut off the Alabama yeah. song.
1: Yeah, because it's just is. You know, we'll we'll get it figured out. Maybe we'll have one specially done by a friend.
0: That was supposed to be fair use.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I literally used like ten, like maybe like six seconds of a song and every time I'd get claimed on yeah. on YouTube. So it just makes it easier. Um, so yeah, what's going on? What's, wh- how you doing Zach? I'm all right. Um, so, just, uh, how about this gas? Huh? J- yeah.
0: I'm just astounded by, uh, you know, <laughs> um, the gas station that's near my parents' house is actually probably one of the most reasonable gas stations and always has been, uh, in, in the area. And, you know, so I've always used that one as an indicator of, like, what the gas prices are at. And now that one's just past $5. So, it's pretty brutal right now. Yep. Um, you know, and um, I was telling you before we started recording, I've seen some uh, some interesting uh, takes on this stuff. You know, there's a whole, you know, the political, uh, you know statements that everybody makes about you know you see the stickers that people yeah. sometimes put online Thanks, where it's like president well, brandon it'll be a picture of <laughs> of of joe biden pointing at the yeah. at the price and being like i did that you, mean, <laughs> you know you mean, i did that jack you mean
1: joe brandon
0: joe brandon yeah <laughs> and um you know but so the politics aside though yes um I, I've been seeing this sentiment repeated a little bit more online and in different ways, but it's essentially people saying things along the lines of, oh, yeah, the gas prices are high, but I choose, but I got to ignore them because what the fuck am I supposed to do about it? And when I first see this, I'm like, yo, that sounds like massively defeatist and kind of like, okay, whatever, like, let them like, you know, fucking bend us over backwards and you know, fuck us in the ass over these you, gas prices you and fucking you fucking deal with it and kind of just accept it. But like when I was thinking about it a little bit more earlier today, I'm like, you know, it is kind of a fair kind of thing to say because I'm like, yeah, like, what are you supposed to do about it? and you know, driving your private vehicle is like, you know, as as a as a U.S. citizen, yeah, is like kind of crucial to get to work for most people in most places in America. Sure, you know, unless you live in like New York or Chicago or a major city that has like somewhat of a robust public transit system, you're pretty much like tied up with using your car to get to work, to get to school, to visit friends and family you know, to go to the grocery store, like it's kind of crucial. Like there isn't really an opt out button of using a car. I mean, it's,
1: you know, gas is just like, it's a necessity of life. Um, you know, that's why, like, you know, you always see when there's, like, a hurricane, like, you always see, like, those videos of people, like, we're stocking up on gas. Yeah. It's because, you know, people are terrified of the prospect of living without gas. Yeah.
0: Um. If you remember in the early pandemic during, like, the surge to go buy (laughs) products in mass, like, gas was one of them. Especially there was, like, a little bit of, like, a gas price crisis in, like, for some pipeline had got hacked or something. The colonial pipeline. It was a ransomware
1: attack over Um, in some of those States on the
0: Southeast coast. Like people were like rushing and like putting gas in like grocery, like plastic bags, filling up like plastic trash bags with gas. Yeah. Um, But, like, still, like, I, you know, I I consider this, like, people saying, like, oh, yeah, it sucks, but I'm, I, there's nothing I can fucking do about it, and I just gotta, like, grit my teeth and fucking close my eyes at the pump and pay for it, like, regardless, because I don't have a choice, and, like, I'm like, yeah, but, like, that feels kind of, like, kind of, to me, it kind of feels a little bit like I said defeatist or just kind of like hopeless because like up, oh, shrug my shoulders and say oh whatever can't don't have a choice and like I understand that too because it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't use my car to get over here you know sure. so it is kind of like crucial to have a vehicle and, that, and you need gas for that you know unless you got a fucking Tesla or something but you know and I'm like what so it does kind of like lead me to this question like other than just saying like oh well like like i've seen some people say oh it'll fix itself in time just bear the storm kind of yeah. and it'll fix itself in time but like also what if it doesn't like what if these oil companies like kind of realize that they have this like unbridled power over the public and that nobody can do anything about it and they can charge gas at whatever fucking price they please. And people are still going to buy it because they have to, because they don't have a choice. There's like I said, there's no opt out really. If you want to participate in fucking, you know, life essentially in America, you know, you got to drive your car sometimes, you know, so I'm like, so, and I'm like, um, you know, like the first idea that comes to mind is like, what do we all stage a boycott? But I don't think, how are you going to convince everybody to stop driving? Like, you
1: know, so organize I'm, that. I'm looking up here. It's saying that, cause I know I heard about this. Um, there was a proposition, I think, uh, that got passed a while ago that added some tax on gas. gas yeah. and it, it says here in this. Oh, okay. oh, no, no, I don't want to hear Gavin Newsom. Um, mm-hmm. It says here that uh, basically uh, it's fifty-one cents per gallon is the tax.
0: Uh huh. Who's taxing them?
1: Uh, California, the, the state California, of California state of California. But
0: this is like a, a nation. This is a sure, global sure, issue. Sure, sure. But actually. I'm just
1: talking about us because you know we live in California. Yeah, I mean, you know that also plays a factor in it. And, and where's
0: those tax dollars going?
1: Um, I don't know. Let's see. They always make it seem
0: something like, "Oh, education," because that's always one that they can say and nobody's going to be right. Well, too that's upset what that's about. what that's what
1: they say with um, with with the state lottery. Yeah, the lottery. Yeah, yeah. but that was
0: kind of funny because it's like, yeah, if you're fucking uneducated enough that you fucking buy scratchers. I buy scratchers from time to time because it's kind of fun. But like yeah, they're like, if you're buying scratchers oh fuck load, maybe you <laughs> didn't yeah. spend enough time in school. You dropped out of school a little too early.
1: Okay. Um. So, okay, on April 6th 2017, California state legislature passed the Road Repair and Accountability Act by a two-thirds margin, raising taxes on gasoline by $0.12 cents per gallon, mm-hmm. taxes on diesel by $0.20 cents per gallon, and it raised annual vehicle registration fees by 25 to $175. So, and it says that the bill aimed to invest $5.4 billion annually into California's transportation system. Okay. So you know, ho- hopefully Wait, it's going so that towards that. But feel still, like it explains yeah.
0: it all because if it's twelve cents a gallon, gas has gone up like at least a full dollar fifty in the past like. Well, this four
1: was in tw- This was twenty seventeen, yeah. so it might be like a raise like every every uh, year. Yeah, but it's been it's gone up like exorbitantly in the past like yeah. four or five months True. alone. True. So. Yeah. So it sucks. It's it fucking sucks, and it's a huge problem, and it just but what allows idiots. To do about
0: it? Like, how do we fix this? There's really we not, we're kind of
1: we're kind of just all at the fucking whims of we're oil companies. Yes, them. yeah, we're at the mercy of oil companies. I mean, that's just the way it is, and there's not really much we can fucking do about it. There really is. So isn't. you
0: agree with all the people that say like, oh, just shrug I, your shoulders and close your eyes at the pump and. But it's your like teens.
1: realistically, what what are you gonna do? You're gonna become like an eco terrorist and you're gonna blow up pipelines? <laughs> like, I'm considering <laughs> it. Well, the
0: other day I was driving on the freeway, we passed like one of those gas trucks where it yeah. has like two huge things and I was like, uh, driving with Robert, I'm like, Robert, fucking pull up and stop in front of him and I'll get out and we'll fucking hijack this oil trucker <laughs> and I'll take it somewhere. I'll hide it in a warehouse and I'll be like three bucks a gallon. I'll have people lining up. I'll have that thing sold out in a week. I'll make thousands. Yeah, what a flip. <laughs> anyway,
1: that's a devious lick. All right. So, um, I'm
0: stealing an oil truck. I'm siphoning gas. So the past you... couple episodes alone, I've, I'm coming up with like borderline criminal, not borderline outright criminal way. Ways to fucking sure. deal with this gas sure. shit. Because, like, I don't have a good answer for it. Like, I think that we need... To have some system in place to, well, own, to regulate the prices what I was, a little What I was maybe. seeing when like this uh, isn't fair. When this I isn't was, right.
1: No, it's not. It's totally not. People are not. desperate right now and sure. they're and, shooting and up and these gas th- prices. Sure, and if you think about it like this, and it's too. not like Chevron or these companies are Wait, suffering. Hold on, they make corn. Yeah, so if you if you think about it too, people need gas to the fucking get to work too, and it's crazy that like okay, so like think about it like this. Like all right, my dad when he was at his worst commute he had a tr- he had a commute basically like an hour in the morning an hour plus 30 minutes of traffic each way so an hour and a half right that's you know untold amounts of gallons spent per day just getting to work right and be he lives far away from work because we live in like one of the most ridiculous housing mark markets mm-hmm. in all, the whole world <laughs> i
0: mean commuter living is like the norm here in the bay sure. area as opposed to california but you know
1: i think it's something that a lot of people um not my dad but like a lot of people uh i don't know if they're like being forced to come into work now i don't know if people are still staying at home if people are still staying at home then i guess it's not like th- like the biggest problem for them, for yeah. them, but like, but for they people,
0: still got to drive to like visit sure, friends, and yeah, family, yeah, to yeah, get yeah.
1: groceries. No, it's, 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 it's fucked up, but it's, there's not, there's like, I don't like having a defeatist attitude and just being like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do, but like, what are you gonna do? And, but I what I, know. what I, what I want you to do, me, is personally I, Yeah. Okay. What I want you to do <laughs> is tell me about my boy Hank.
0: Hank. Okay, yeah, I have an update here about Hank, the tank. Um, So this story gained a lot of popularity after uh, we talked about it uh, two weeks ago or so. Not
1: because of us. No, I know,
0: I know. Not clearly not. (laughs) Unless all three of our listeners just blew this story out of the water and we're posting it everywhere. So um, no, but not because of us. This story, I heard it on other things too and whatnot. Um, But there's been a little bit of an update with Hank um, since then. Uh, Basically, the local California Fish and Wildlife game in South Lake Tahoe, um, they have exonerated Hank because they got DNA evidence revealing that Hank is not the only bear committing these crimes because, like I said... I, there was he was responsible for something like twenty five plus break-ins. Not all of them. They found not not, all not one bear can do
1: all those that crime is
0: Hank. That there's a few other bears that have all for the same reason realized that you yeah. know food it's an easy it's way to he, get food yeah. to go into people's houses. You know um, that you know there's a few bears that are committing this type of highway robbery sure, yeah. <laughs> on the homes. Um, So, Hank is essentially, they've announced that Hank will not be euthanized if he's captured, but will instead be uh, tagged and tracked and hopefully relocated and rehabilitated so that they can end Hank's addiction to human food, pizza, and whatever that he's eating. Um, But also, the Lake Tahoe police were pretty flustered by the popularity of this story because they received, like, a fucking tsunami of calls and tips and questions about Hank Hank and what they were doing
1: from around
0: the country. And they had to, like, come out after they made this announcement that they found that there's more than one bear involved. It's not just (laughs) Hank. CSI had to get involved. (laughs) And that Hank has been... Will not be euthanized. But they had to come out and say, please fucking stop calling us about Hank we have other things that we need to attend to and getting like swamped with calls and messages about so what's Hank up? is, is Hank like getting kind of holding up our department a so what's bit. up
1: is Hank getting put to death
0: no 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 I said he's not he they've announced he will not be euthanized and that they're gonna attempt to capture him and then tag him and release him Hell back yeah. out where they can relocate him and hopefully rehabilitate Hank. Hell yeah. To end his addiction to cheese pizza. That's right. And burgers. I get it. And, Burgals, and tacos dude. and whatever the fuck else Hank eats, you All know, right. Honey Nut Cheerios. Well, shouts out to in, Hank. In your shouts house. out to
1: Hank. Live strong, my brother.
0: Hank carries on and he's been no
1: death sentence for Hank. Good. No death sentence. Good. I was really worried. So, so uh, what's up? You said you had another update?
0: Um, yeah, this is just a small one because, you know,. Like we were saying before we started recording, you know, finding um, interesting stories to talk about right now uh, is kind of difficult because everything's just, you know, swamped with, yeah, Ukraine, Russia. Um, You know, that's the main headline right now. But um, And I was thinking it's funny that, like, you know, before this happened, the previous month before this stuff really broke out, what was dominating the headlines was that trucker convoy in Canada. Mm. And there's a little bit of an update on that.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, the truckers, tell me about them.
0: <laughs> well, there's not too much to say. Um, the one in Canada, it looks like it's over. And even if it's still going on, it's pretty much dwindled out and the media has turned its attention to Ukraine and Russia. So it's not like the, the, the fire's still burning, uh, you know, as it was before um but apparently uh you the u.s. uh was some people in the u.s. were inspired by this um trucker convoy and they try to do a u.s. version of it where Freedom. they start the it's called the people's convoy mm. yeah or it was called the people's convoy um spoil alerts and it it's already ended <laughs> um um But, so apparently they were supposed to start at, like, one end of the country and drive all the way to D.C., and they would get to D.C., and they would drive laps around the fucking capital and, you know, around all the institutions of government. Roll some coal. And and honk their horns and just do what they're doing in Ottawa and, you know, protest just general dissatisfaction and whatnot, but apparently the trucker convoy didn't make it too far um they got when they started to get close to dc and they got to the beltway if you remember about a month ago i did a story on that massive snowstorm that caused mm. a tra- huge traffic jam yeah. so apparently traffic jams are fairly common in what they call the dc beltway the sure, highways yeah. around virginia and maryland And traffic is pretty bad there. And apparently the convoy got caught up in some gnarly traffic that dampened the spirits and kind of demoralized the uh, protesters to be. And they decided to kind of like, it kind of lost steam due to traffic. Like they just all got there. And um, who knows, maybe has something to do with the gas prices too. They're like, driving across the country and driving our car
1: all day is not
0: economically
1: viable (laughs) right now. Wait, Listen. (laughs) uh, a wise man once said defeating traffic is the ultimate boss battle Mm. even the most powerful humans in the world cannot defeat traffic
0: yeah sure maybe they could have used some of that for this trucker convoy that flopped (laughs) Uh,
1: by by the way that was a tweet from the the, the one the only Elon Musk
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well the the, great enemy boss because apparently we live in a video game world of traffic slapped down our U.S. people's convoy before it was even reached its destination to go and honk their horns outside the halls (laughs) of Congress. (laughs) It's so dumb. So it fizzled out, never gained any traction. And you know, like many things, whenever there's, like, an original you know, in the original gains, a lot of attention and fire. Yeah. There'll be some ripoffs and the ripoffs always seem to flop, you know, whether it's like Woodstock 99 compared to the original Woodstock mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff like that. Like the original might've had like, you know, captured you the know attention, this, but the you copycats like always kind of, flop. okay, this
1: is kind of a weird side tangent, but I just thought of this. So back in the day when like blockbuster was like really popular, I remember that there used to be like a production company that would make knockoff versions of like popular movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, Snakes on a Plane one year was a popular, somewhat popular movie, right? So, there was a production company that would make like Snakes on a Bus, <laughs> and it would always be at it would always be at Blockbuster, yeah. And it always made me laugh because it would just be like you'd see them like right next to each other, and it's just like, come on. I don't need this Walmart version. Yeah, so, I
0: mean, Snakes on a Plane is like truly a cinematic masterpiece that I think we've debated covering that one in our film reviews, but we're too daunted by it. We yeah. feel that we would look it's foolish trying it's to analyze deep. And its, its deep the, the philosophical. The themes are just so
1: rich, and you know, what are the snakes doing it's, on that? It's plane? too
0: difficult of a film for us to tackle in a film review. Yeah, I we're think, just so. not we're
1: not equipped enough. So, um, I wanted to talk about something. Rest in peace, the People's Convoy. That's right. Bro.
0: And happy International Women's Day. Is that today? Yes, yes that's so today. It is today. Um. Yeah. Shout out to women. women.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if there's any women, you could uh, email us at Do We uh, Pod <laughs> <laughs> at I'm gonna just say it's fair to assume all three of our listeners are all guys. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so yeah, most likely. Um. So I wanted to talk about some. And it's something I know that you definitely... It's something that we've kind of both seen in many different circumstances. But it's something that always makes me laugh when uh, something happens in the world and then it becomes, like, trivialized as a Facebook filter Mm -hmm. or a, you know, putting a a certain, you know, logo in your Twitter bio or some shit like that. Like And
0: recently uh, a classic i think i uh, if i understand where oh, you're coming at like a classic like the would be like floyd? a
1: breast cancer awareness yeah, sure. like sticker. well you remember like after the george floyd stuff there were people were posting like black squares Oh, the black square on instagram yeah, it's just like <laughs> all right so now what a lot of people are doing is they are posting i stand with ukraine yeah, or adding putting the ukrainian a flag, flag in into their, their bios bio. or on their profile pics and, and whatnot it's just like it always just seems, like, so performative. Like, you could be... You know, you could support the people of Ukraine. That's fine. You know, you can totally, you know, be like, hey, what's happening to them sucks, and I want to show my support to the people who are just, you know, regular people having to deal with, you know, a, cur- a cur- you know, madman. A war. Yeah, yeah. A, wa- a war. And sh- a constant shelling. country, yeah. yeah, and, you know... <clears throat> uh... But it's just like, you don't care. You don't care if you're putting that shit in your bio. You don't. You you just don't. All right. It's in, and like what we kind of talked about You're going to say, you're, you're
0: going to say everybody that adds a Ukrainian flag or at yeah. I stand with Ukraine they, hashtag, d- they really they don't care. They really do not care. They're just doing it for the,
1: for yes. the social media cloud. Yes. <laughs> do you remember? Like, uh, like I remember a while ago there was like, uh, like a big trend where everyone turned their, um, their uh facebook pics with like a filter of like a french flag and i think it was like after like a terrorist attack uh,
0: yeah um probably the, the charlie hebdo one yeah, or the yeah. 2015 yeah. uh paris terrorist attacks yes, the, yeah. that was the
1: bus one right yeah. uh
0: the no but the batiklan shooting where it was at the the concert yes in yes yes yes
1: yeah. so you know like and it, i it's just like Your timeline, whether it be, you know, like people with blue check marks or just people that you know, it's all filled with people who are just like yeah, you know, I stand with, you know, Slava, yeah. Ukraine, you know, like, they, and it's like, bro, you don't care. Yeah. I you mean, literally like you, you, never thought about Ukraine until now. You brought up the, something similar
0: as like, you know, during the pride month, I think we did a recording during mm-hmm. pride month with all the companies going like, <laughs> yeah, they pink know, wash during, everything. Yeah, yeah. Putting the rainbow flag up on all their logos and stuff and. You know, it's it's just, like, we've we've railed against, like, performative politics before. If you want to call it politics, whatever. But, like, performance, you know, social performance for, like, you know, what, I guess, is a good and just cause. But, like, it kind of, like...
1: You're putting it in your bio because you want to look like someone who's first off in the know of what's going on at this situation and that you're you know, your your deep thoughts are going towards the Ukrainian thoughts people. Thoughts and prayers. Your thoughts and prayers which are literally <laughs> worth bub kiss alright? Hey, I have some
0: pretty pretty powerful thoughts and yeah, prayers. Yeah, dude
1: my prayers, dude, my prayers are so strong dude It's fucking dude. lent right now, I'm fasting, that's boosting up my yeah, prayer dude, power. Yeah, dude, I have <laughs> my my prayers are like tactical javelin launchers, alright?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got an R art- RPG of prayers. (laughs) I'm Uh, a prayer suicide bomber. I pray so hard, I I explode
1: in prayer. (laughs) prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And everything around me is blessed. Yeah. Blessed. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you know, and and look, we're kind of just joking, but like the thing is, is that. Like, this shit is just always just so lame. Like, whenever yeah. there's like something that reaches like a cur- cultural zeitgeist, it becomes like a meme almost. Like, it becomes like, you know, not in a meme in like a funny way, but like a trend. I a mean, yeah. like a trend sort of way. Like, you know, yeah, it's like trendy.
0: The you know have, be repping the Ukrainian
1: flag right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it's like you know, like I think back to like the movie "Don't Look Up." Right? Is this
0: our shame on you segment? Are we shaming everybody across the board? That's, <laughs> no,
1: that's put it, no, no, because I I don't want because people who are legitimately like do, like, work for, like, NGOs that are, like, you know, trying to, like, you know, help the Ukrainian people, like, leave and, you know, take care of them, Mm -hmm. you know, they probably do care, okay, they probably do care, and, you know, they're, you know, but I I just think that it's just, like, one of these things that's just always, like, a pet peeve of mine, where it's, like, a lot of people pretend like they're, uh, they're, you know, all this because something has reached a cultural zeitgeist. They all are now like experts in. Uh, what's it called? Uh, global like geopolitics, uh, geopolitics, yeah. Foreign policy, yeah. <laughs> and like you know, the the reality is, if you uh, understand the situation going on there at all, it's a very complicated situation. It's fucked up what Putin's doing, but it's it's like it's not a black and white, you know. What I mean, like type of thing. I you mean, know?
0: like we, I mean, we discussed this pretty in nauseam like on our last recording, but you know, it's essentially Russia's doing what like um how what America's done globally. Yeah with their military might globally Russia's just doing the same thing it's just now hitting closer to home because we're not doing it in a country that's on the peripheral they're doing it in a country that's closer to the core you know of the west
1: you know what's funny though is uh, did you see that Russia was like trying to use the WMD excuse like which was like you know our excuse of getting into Iraq they're like yeah bro I think they have WMDs (laughs) 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 well they
0: actually I think they do or um, no no Oh, Ukraine, Ukraine de- denuclearized. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, the reason, a lot of people forget this, Obama was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize uh, for uh, aiding in nuclear deproliferation, and a big country he went to to help denuclearize and get yeah. rid of a lot of their leftover arms was Ukraine, leftover, obviously, from the Soviet Union. They yeah. used Ukraine as, like, a storage ground for know, of, uh, nuclear arms. You know, but if they still
1: had their nukes, I don't know if Russia would be attacking like this. Yeah, well... <laughs> and it's like it's you gotta like,
0: remember with the nuke there's two components there's the nuclear payload but then there's also I mean it is right next the door the nuclear like, fallout yeah. well no 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 um, how, how you get it to it's target is also mm. a big problem like that's why True. North Korea and Iran can spend all their days like you know cooking up you know refining uranium but like at the end of the day what are they gonna do with it it's like try and catapult it all <laughs> into America but I mean Ukraine is right next door to Russia it can't be that hard to yeah. launch something but you no, why a, would they do that though like launching a nuclear missile would be horrible for all parties involved in the whole world so yeah. like i think that should be off the table from the start yeah, and you know the fact like, that people are are right now this is one of the most concerning things to me about this is people freaking out about nuclear <laughs> war like that shouldn't even be bro something that's bro the table.
1: I, I straight up i straight up i see like every once in a while when i catch like a clip from like mainstream media like about about this, like I saw one. It was like that Morning Joe guy, and he was like, uh, "What was what he know say?" Who Morning Joe is um, Joe Scarborough. He's I think when he's he on, on. He's on MSNBC. Okay, and he was like, uh, "He's like, you know, I think we should call their bluff." I don't think they'll shoot a nuke and it's like yo what the fuck like and then you saw like uh, you li- really want to roll the dice yeah like that? and you really and you saw like Lindsey Graham he like doubled down on being like someone should assassinate Putin <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like and that's another thing that I've, I've been hearing talk about it's like other people are, like oh someone should like assassinate Putin I'm like sneak bro- into his, be- his bedroom yeah. at night and slip him a dagger yeah <laughs> like but that movie we watched Macbeth yeah <laughs> but here's the thing is that okay you see how like crazy like like the instability in russia now imagine the instability i mean it's gonna happen at some point putin's not gonna live forever right mm-hmm. but the the instant when putin is out of power whenever that happens it's going to be a crazy like breakdown of Russia like well, the like,
0: country is controlled still by oligarchs true. so I think the power will fall to the the oligarchs most likely to decide yeah most ha- likely I mean he's just part of the oligarchs you true, know
1: True true But he likes likes having this mystique around him, you know? He likes having this, like, yeah, you know, I ride ride a bear shirtless. It's funny
0: how, like, Poom was just kind of this strange international character, you know, riding the the horse shirtless, hunting bears in Russia, and, like, kind of being, like, this strong man who's kind of humorous to... Now he's done, like... He was always kind of a heel, but now he's gone, like, full... Full heel heel, turn. Full heel turn. Yeah. He was always kind of a heel. Well, now we can talk about
1: geopolitics, because we've established that wrestling... Yeah, wrestling. everything is wrestling can't drop kayfabe no he can't drop kayfabe kayfabe. no and he's like (laughs) and look he keeps on talking about his red line but the red line is really whatever it's in his eye of you know it's whatever he thinks that his red line is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i saw recently like today there was like there was like this whole deal with like poland getting jets yeah like and because poland wanted to send their old air airfare to uh ukraine but then they wanted a promise from the U.S. that they would, you know, restock them with planes. And the U.S. Yeah. is like, no, Jack. No, we ain't doing that, <laughs> we ain't Joe doing that Jack. Joe Biden with his aviators on. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing that, Jack. I got my prop plane here, Jack. And I'm going <laughs> to. I like to keep it in my in my backyard. <laughs> go look at it.
0: I yeah. still don't have a good Joe Biden impression, Dan. You, you just
1: got to you got to just have it go around, Jack. Listen here, fat.
0: <laughs> dude, yours is dude, a little better because I start to dwindle into like sounding like George W. Yeah. with the with the Texas twang. We, a okay, little bit.
1: dude, that was just just as a side, a major side note. But my favorite moment, my favorite Joe Biden moment, is when he did the like, "listen here, fat" or like the yeah. like let's do pushups, me and you, huh? And like he, like Joe Biden like sees himself as like an old school tough guy, and like that's why I wish. I you know I know they haven't well, been that, like yeah that's Joe Biden's kayfabe is but, that he's like a you know a labor rep you know kind yeah of. but you know what I I really wish that th- that you know his handlers would let him out and speak more and just let him fly off the handle and just be like hey listen here Jack yeah I want, I want unhinged Joe <laughs> yeah. Biden too um, <laughs> and you know. uh yeah, I, I just, I just really think it would be funny. We'd have more memorable moments. Well, have you
0: seen all the, pe- all the, the people that love to turn everything? Look, we we're talking about this with the oil thing. I have to say. Part of the job of the U.S. president is to take the heat, even if it isn't their fault. So I wanted to say this with the oil thing and people blaming Joe Biden. And, you know, also there's like this big contingency of people blaming the Ukraine-Russia conflict on Joe Biden, saying that, you know, Russia wouldn't be doing this if Joe Biden was stronger or more intimidating or whatever. Oh, yeah. I saw
1: this one where they were literally shitting on Joe Biden for the way he walked away and they're like this is your president and it's just like come on dude hey
0: look it is kind of the job of the president to take a lot of the heat even if it isn't their fault or not like I mean like you know Trump took a lot of heat for COVID and stuff and like a lot some of that was kind of out of his control like the whole world was affected by the pandemic but it is kind of the job of the president to be there to kind of take the heat when shit is going wrong so you
1: know so like I've been following this stuff like loosely like not all the time but I check in every now and then just to see like what's going on you know Mm -hmm. and uh, for the most part it seems like Joe Biden has been like no we're not we're not getting involved Jack yeah. <laughs> you which know, like I think which is I, probably the best movie. What is he
0: supposed to do? Is he supposed to be hawkish and be like, "Let's go get over there right now. Send the aircraft carriers to the Caspian Sea. <laughs> Drop me in,
2: Jack. I'm gonna parachute Joe <laughs> Biden. <laughs> Send him, Bo. Oh,
1: all right, rest in peace, Bo Biden. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna draw the line up making jokes about Bo Biden. No, no, no. We, we It's it funny, it funny. It was, when me and Zach lived together. Bo Biden. Yeah, exactly. When Zach would play oh COD, God. he'd like to play in character as Bo
0: Bo Biden. Bo Biden moving in. That got some... When I was on the fucking mic chat, I got some laughs in the public lobbies. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) no.
1: It was was a good bit. You're like,
0: Bo Biden's coming in. So...
1: You know, I think I think we've talked enough about it, but, yeah, uh, you know, it's just back like... Back
0: to the performance thing, like, yeah. look, we started
1: this show because we
0: always, me and you would always talk and kind of talk shit on things we didn't like, like this performative, you know, yeah. kind of like facade. They were of just long form bitch yeah, fest, basically, you know, for the most part. And, and I mean, we, we started this show with the intention of, you know, whatever the fuck that kind of you know even if just whatever the fuck we found in the Ukraine flag or saying hashtag I stand with Ukraine isn't make you a bad person no it it doesn't I I, like listen I'm joking both have an aversion to it for some reason or another we think it's kind of empty we think it's kind of performative we think it's kind of trendy and that it's just there as a fashion accessory on your social media account and that's kind of what we're railing against and we started this show because we used to always fucking bash on things like this (laughs) even if it seemed mundane or trivial like we still fucking bash on it because something about it just doesn't sit right with us
1: yeah listen listen, i've had multiple conversations with zach about this very idea of there's a thin line between genuine and forced right when something is genuine like i'll give you an example you remember the guy who uh he was like the latino dude who was on a longboard and he was drinking uh uh like cranberry yeah. juice and he and was listening to dreams and yeah stuff. and like look it, people liked that guy right yeah. and they th- and it, we, he was genuinely just popular because yeah. people were like this guy's a vibe yeah, you know, yeah. Like, this guy's just a whole yeah, vibe it was cool i remember the
0: first time i saw that video like, oh, but then this what happened when it
1: reached peak media when he had his moment and he yeah. reached his little little 15 minute fame then you know he does a, a commercial for ocean spray and then you know it, it like it it becomes commoditized and yeah. i mean that's just the product of living in a late stage capital society like mm-hmm. we do everything's commodified everything and ultimately gets end up being commoditized but the thing is is that you know i i I don't want to dismiss it because if people care, people care. And, you know, that's ultimately a good thing. I want people to care more than wanting to like be bloodthirsty and all. But the the only problem I have with a lot of these people that are supporting Ukraine, they kind of are repeating like the same rhetoric, like pre going into Iraq. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. pre them, you know, and. And we grew up through all of that. Like, yeah, maybe we weren't watching the news every but we lived. And it was a very weird era. Post 9-11, you know, invasion of Iraq. I like, I remember like
0: kids and we this like honestly 9-11 and the reaction to it defined. I was a little boy. We both were. Yeah. But it like defined how I viewed America and and politics in general like to this day like yeah. my view of America and global affairs and politics in general really was deformed and developed in by 911 and post 911 world
1: yeah. yeah and look and i i think that you know a lot of people our age you know I, I still think i think there's a good i think there's a good majority that is actually anti-war yeah. of people that are in our age group because yeah. we grew up with the iraq war and then ultimately when you become when you get older you kind of learn that the whole thing was a sham to begin mm-hmm. with and we just like unnecessarily just shelled the the fuck out of a you know, Middle Eastern country because we felt like it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So excuse us for being wary about something that kind of has a ring of wartime propaganda to it or like just being like, rah, rah, USA, the West is the best. Fuck the other guy. So we're just wary of that because of the world we grew up in seeing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, do you, do you know how much fucking anti- Arabic hate there was against just Arabs and Muslims in in uh in the United States mm-hmm. post 9 it was crazy
2: yeah. it's
1: crazy and you know I just I just think that we all just need to be wary but the one yeah. thing that we I can I mean o- the
0: storyline's great for the US sure. public like you got an underdog going up against a US a boogeyman sure. to the America to Americans a boogeyman But here's
1: ultimately the thing at the end of the day and this kind of ties into just another short little thing we kind of, we were kind of talking about, but you always can support the people because the people are just average people like me and you, mm. and they just, they're living their life and they're, you know, we have a privilege. People of, are dying. Yeah. We people can't are, forget that. That's yeah. important to know. People, people are dying. Are fucking dying.
0: And people died in Iraq and Syria and, and, and Yemen. And Yemen. And, and still, and, 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 all, yeah. and around the world, you yeah. know, due to conflicts that America supports or has been involved in. I with, mean, you know, you, you can know. also
1: look to, you know, with something you talked about before, but, uh, you know, uh, any, like, socialist-leaning um, Latin American country and, like, all the shit we did there, too, yeah. you know? We are, like... Because of the role America plays in society, we feel like, you know, people also start to feel like, oh, well, yeah, we're the people that solves the world's problems. And it's like, you know, world police. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's just it's
0: a very right now. Russia is doing under the this under the same guys that America used for invading Afghanistan and Iraq. Russia is doing that in Ukraine, you know, and with the same goals in mind. Resource power. Yeah. Power over, you know, resources. So just I, I, you know, and people are dying there because of Russia's actions in the same way, you know, both soldiers on both sides and civilians in Ukraine. True.
1: And then here's the other thing, too, that we kind of wanted to mention before we move on. To a non-Russian Ukraine topic, <laughs> we always come in being like we're not going to talk that much about it. But we ultimately, have to end up talking about it a little bit because it's the biggest thing going on right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a that's a kind of a weird way to kind of bring it up, but I mean that's just the only it's way. To, dominated. The it's headlines. dominated. Like yeah. me and Zach, I'm sure we both had to kind of look for something other to talk about than this. I mean,
0: I went to a job interview today or to sign up to do this work, and the employees in there were literally there talking about Russia and Ukraine. And I was like, my God, (laughs) everywhere, everywhere I go. Yeah,
1: no, so... here, people on the
0: streets talking about everything.
1: So there's also been this, like, anti-Russian stuff drummed up again, but... It's kind of been taken out on the people. Like some can even say, like the sanctions that are imposed, mo- a lot of them are going to affect like the everyday people, right? Like mm-hmm. there are like there were you know there were like popular Twitch streamers in uh, Russia that you oh, know yeah, I know there's a lot of streamers yeah out of Russia. there's a lot of popular streamers and like all of a sudden now because uh, I forget what it was called is this like Swift
0: the Swift banking.
1: Because that was cut off, like, they literally can't even get paid. Like, the, like all this shit, like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we get a couple of oligarchs, we take their, you know, their yachts, or, like, the guy that owned, was it Chelsea? Um, He was, like... Oh, yes. Yeah, Ibrahimovic, yes, yeah, I think it it was like his a, name.
0: a Russian guy. I,
1: I, I, yeah, it's, like, Roman...
0: Aubrey, Aubrey, yeah, something, something Aubrey, like that. Yeah. The
1: owner of Chelsea, and uh, he, the like... soccer team. Yeah, he, he uh, sold it... Because he was also like kind of like a big friend of Putin.
0: Isn't all the the stu- the reaction to a lot of it dances in the realm of like ridiculousness? Okay. Like I told you about so how they're... he's
1: a he's a Russian Israeli billionaire, uh, abra Abramovich, Abramovich uh, uh, Roman Abramovich Roman Abramovich yes yeah. yes okay sorry. <laughs> but yes, like, what were going to say? Yes, yeah, so well,
0: I was telling you before we started recording, too, some of the reactions to it just seemed, like, a little ridiculous and, like, kind of, like, just just beyond like reasonableness like I told you about how Stolichnaya Vodka is rebranding now and you know it's now gonna just be Stoli they're dropping the Stolichnaya the last part it's just Stoli and they're removing like the the imagery of like you know the St. Beisels Cathedral and stuff and you know and I'm like okay look most of these vodkas you drink in the US that are like branded as being Russian they're American and they used the the Russian stuff to market it you know and so they've got to like be Oh also being a Russian product right a, now th- might be damaged this is a sales, warning you know? too.
1: Be prepared to see in media and movies Russians as the bad guys in, again, in, again they've
0: already been the bad guys. Have, and, been, and, have but, you played the Call of Duty series? Yes, yeah, literally
1: they have one where you commit like a mass murder spree. <laughs> it's crazy. It's 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 wild. I mean even in the most recent one they have you doing war crimes. They have <laughs> the Russians doing war crimes yeah. like it's like like there's a lot of, you know the media stokes a lot of this yeah, hatred. It, it gets
0: into bounds of it like making a caricature of like an evil Russian villain yeah. and oh we can't you can't support anything okay, that even listen, has a tinge Rocky of four Russian-ness is a great movie. To- I've stopped eating beef stroganoff entirely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Four is a fantastic movie, alright? It's a movie about how Rocky defeated the Soviets but he at the end he gives a speech where he goes if I can change and you can change I'll change (laughs) and then the Russian people go yeah rookie yeah that's what that means. but you know I was also talking about I want
0: my Stolichnaya vodka yes I don't want it to be Stoly. I like the counterfeit Russian label yes
1: I, I agree you know there's also I heard this one thing where there was like this international like cat show and they weren't allowing Russian cats in. It's just like, it's become purely just like a re- reactionary yeah. and it's just like, I, I really feel bad for the Russian people because a lot of them get fed. Their state media is heavily propagandized. I mean, so is ours, but you know, but mm. you know, their state media, you know, they closed
0: down RT offices in America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know, it's a, it, it, and I there's also been a lot of like, you know, anti anti uh, Russian protests. But, you know, of course, Putin's going to be like, all right, well, black bag them and put, send them off to. I think it only adds more fuel to Putin's fire where he yeah. can
0: point go to the public, the Russian public and see, look, at, they hate you. They hate us. They hate who we are, yeah. which is the same thing America does with you know terrorists. For example, yeah. They'd be like, they hate they hate us because we're they, free. Yeah, you know, they hate us. so it and only then they adds like make, to the, like it. That, only gives him more fu- fuel for his fire. Remember that
1: fake story that like went around um, around nine eleven when they were like, oh, Arabs in New Jersey were dancing on the rooftops. Yeah, it's just like it's like the same shit. They stoke this fear. So let's just not all play into the fear mongering. How right? to <laughs> show <laughs> the show the All right. Lemma. So, so we got some other stuff to talk about. Um, Zach, you, um, there's been some trouble in Mexico. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trouble in Mexico. Great. Um, well, um, the first is, so I have two from Mexico. So the first one I have um, regard is regarding Trump and his infamous... Love His infamous border wall. So, Uh,
1: the most beautiful wall.
0: I mean, who can forget the border wall? The guy campaigned on the border wall. His presidency, the border wall was supposed to be like a monument to his legacy. There was an
1: erotic fan fiction made of the border wall. Wow. Yeah. Did you you author that? No. No. Dude, you could rule 34 the border wall. I guarantee it. Um,
0: (laughs) But, like, essentially, you know, it was supposed to be like a monument to his legacy, you know, where Thomas Jefferson had. you know the Louisiana Purchase Lincoln had the Emancipation Proclamation Teddy Roosevelt had the Panama Canal this was Trump's you know lasting legacy for his for his monument to his lasting legacy this border wall which exists purely to cut us off from our neighbor you know Um, but it seems like the border wall might not stand the test of time so to speak because Since uh, Trumps began commissioning its um, large, because it had already existed, the Bush administration had started building it. Um, Obama's administration, I believe, added to it some of it. Um, But you know, Trump commissioned. nearly 500 miles uh, starting A in about 2019. this was built. If, if you remember, yeah, Trump called it the, quote, big, beautiful wall and touted it as the Rolls-Royce of barriers. <laughs> and, and, you know, if
1: you remember... This barrier will keep everybody out <laughs> and if they touch it, they instantly melt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you remember during his campaign, his infamous, infamous statement, Mexico will pay for it.
1: That's right.
0: Mexico didn't pay for U.S. taxpayers, no. footed the bill of around eleven
1: billion dollars. side note: Remember, um, Steve Bannon recently got into trouble because he like did like some like, yeah, we're gonna crowdfund the border wall type deal. and it was like a scam. You remember that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he's he got in trouble for that. But anyway, eleven billion dollars footed by taxpayers oh,
0: to build fantastic. this big
2: beautiful wall. I mean, but which look, is the Rolls Royce
1: of walls. Look, the wall bad, but the one that always bothers me that gets funded by taxpayer dollars is stadiums. Like, well i would say
0: stadiums add some inherent value to our life at least maybe culturally there's no value from this border wall in it's my true. opinion yeah it's it's only a case could be made for stadiums being like culturally significant or a place for you know public gatherings whatever well if you but, play
1: civ you know that you need to have stadiums in order to increase the happiness exactly, in your city exactly there you, you,
0: know? you go yeah but i don't um back to the story it appears that this border wall might not stand the test of time as Trump maybe hoped it would because apparently since I think I, I think I saw some of
1: this like si- a while back
0: since around 2019 there has been a reported breaching about three the wall has been reportedly breached about three thousand times. By smugglers. Wow. That's multiple breaches a That's day. That's a pretty loose yeah. wall. <laughs> so, you know, this wall was touted as impenetrable. Impenetrable. But it turns out it can be breached with simple power tools like dremels and grinders. And <laughs> in fact, I saw a video um, of somebody going up to show. So that, I don't know if you've seen pictures of this wall. It literally is maybe about 20 feet high and it's like giant bars, right? But within these, the wall, there's like these little gates it's and the gates are held together with like thin pieces of metal that mm-hmm. are easily cut through with grinders and dremels and other power tools that are meant yeah, to saw okay, through yeah, I see it. it's like
1: th- it's like bars and then like a piece of metal yeah
0: and they're easily cut by like $100 power tools that you can buy at your hardware store right Our smugglers have been using these tools to breach the wall and they in fact it seems like it's so easy they do it multiple times a day every fucking day in fact there is one location on the wall actually several locations that they found that holes were cut big enough for suvs to pass through yeah no i'm I'm
1: straight up looking at one where it's like a straight up just giant hole that has an suv right near it. so
0: it turns out that this wall was comically easy for smugglers and other migrants to get through you could you could find something here in your garage that could probably cut through the border wall yeah you know um in fact, so the total number of breaches is about 3272 and in that and in 2021 the number it was reported that about 2.6 million dollars alone tax dollars have been spent in repairs and maintenance for this border wall. So it turns out that Trump's Ultimate grant. He he campaigned on this border wall. Yeah, you
1: know this was like I mean, a was, major yeah. selling point I of mean, his presidency. I mean, build the wall was like a chant. Build that wall. Yeah. Build that. Oh, and wall. Mexico paying for and it. And Mexico is gonna pay for
0: it. But in the end, us the taxpayers paid yeah. eleven billion dollars for about five hundred miles. Of, of an inconvenience yeah. for smugglers <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> a mild a mild inconvenience
0: and it's easily cut through and you know I think we've talked about immigration before um, on episodes before but like I kind of find this like not just insulting the total cost and how comically easy it is for them to saw through with you know grinders and whatnot but like it's just like an egregious insult to I think like what you know, well, I don't you know, remember, like what America should stand for. Like this yeah, immigration re- stuff is such, and I've said this before on the show. I think it's such like kind of a manufactured bullshit issue that they use to like work people up and then use it as a political well, you, prop. You remember
1: a while back, um, I think it was down in Texas. I think it was the Rio Grande. This is a big river. there. Yeah, um, that creates like the yeah, natural border right. between. You remember, like there were the Haitian immigrants. Yeah. And uh, they were, like, being, like, straight up, like, whipped with mm. horse we reins. We also sh- this on an episode. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, the treatment of immigrants in America is really inhuman, especially, like, in the wake... And it's, it's a bipartisan thing. Obama sent... To- deported a shit ton of people. Trump deported a lot of people. Biden has deported a lot of people. Like, mm. it's, like, something that's bipartisanly approved. And it's just, like... And it's gross because we just end up treating these people like inhuman. In fact, we designate a term to them, alien, to kind of dehumanize them, you know? Uh,
0: You know, the way I see it, I'm like, Mexico is, like, essentially, like, our sister nation, you know? 100%. Like, there's so many people of, you know, Mexican and Hispanic descent within our, you know, our home state. I mean, like, you, even. Your mom, you know, is is Hispanic, right? Yeah. Uh, You know? So, like, I mean, you know... So there's but listen, like, like if you Mexican go back to descent history- and heritage and like they're essentially a part of America, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, like we can look at it as like, oh, it's another country we'll literally, sending over their worst time. Well, literally, we took know? over
1: parts of Mexico that are now the United States. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm not one of those people who's going to, you know, s- you know, be weird about it and sit here and say we're on, you know, occupied land or something. No, no, you know? no, know, no, But no. like regardless, like. It's not something we should be, like, fighting against. It's something we should be cooperating. We shouldn't be fighting the Mexican this, people. This we is, should be cooperating with them because, like, that is our – those are our, that's our neighboring country, and those are, like, our sister nation, okay, essentially. It, also, like, they're part of America. I know
1: it's not the same, but, like, you know, Europe also has a lot of these problems yeah. with uh, – Arab and Muslim uh, refugees, like, yeah. you know, Syrians and shit like that coming into Europe, and the treatment of them has not been s- super fantastic. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: like, no, the issue is not exclusive to America, right. but, like, I, I, I'm talking about this through the lens of what I see here, you know, yeah. and... I don't know it just feels like just a manufactured issue like you're fighting the rising tide too I think when you try and hinder like natural human migration and, and fighting immigration like you're fighting a rising tide you're when fighting has, a losing
1: fight tell me <laughs>
0: when has like a wall in history other than like the Great Wall of China like when is a wall that's meant to to keep out people ever well I ever, mean I mean the Mongols sex, yeah the Great Wall well, of China <laughs> when has that ever been like looked at like I think of like the Berlin Wall that's yes. not like looked back and been like, oh, good job, politicians yeah. and government that Walls made are dumb, like that's dude. looked at as this piece of like inhuman division and and and, and oppression. Yeah, you know, on a, on like a state level, you know. Yeah. And I think in the future, I don't think people are gonna look back and say, oh, great thing Trump made this erected this border wall to keep out smugglers every now and then because they could get through. You know, I think it's gonna look back. We're gonna look at it and be like, this is some something that was like. Somewhat oppressive to just like human beings, like an oh, oppressive percent oppressive. oppression yeah. and and just you know state control you know and 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 it's hilarious like all that aside is hilarious because you can get through it easily apparently yeah <laughs> it dumb. doesn't even work
1: the wall so, is not as you good know. as i thought it was gonna be
0: so i had this other story so yeah talk about um you know the, and, and the brawl and, for all
1: in the, in you know the-
0: i hesitated to connect these two stories <laughs> because like i'm talking about um you know a, a lot of people that might be in favor or support a border wall like you know like might kind of believe what trump said that you know a lot of you know mexico sending us their worst and my bad embrace look at mexico as like a country with like more violent people or you know whatever so i like i don't want to make like with these two stories i was like kind of hesitant because i don't want to make a connection and say like oh you know like mexico's a country we should you know, I don't want to I don't want to make any implications here before yes. I get into this one with but this it, but following. it was
1: it to be fair, it was kind of like big news. It was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my god. This it, is it, the reason yeah. I'm
0: talking about this is cuz there is some fucking nasty takes. I'm yeah. um, also wild
1: takes on Twitter. So,
0: basically, um I was Saturday in Mexico in the state of Querétaro Cueratart- Quartaro, I think that's how you say it. Cuartaro. Mm-hmm. Um, a soccer game in the main Mexican soccer league, Liga MX, was taking place between Querétaro FC and the reigning champs, Atlas FC, who hail from Guadalajara. And um, during the soccer match, the Cuartaro fans got unruly and a massive brawl broke out in which they began fighting the atlas fc visiting fans um and tons of videos were posted you know when stuff happens right you know videos and whatnot are posted on social media especially on twitter um the original, like, report, when I first saw this, said 17 people were dead. It does not appear- 17 people- it does not appear that 17 people died. The most recent reports I've seen say about 26 people injured, and several of them have been injured critically. I, struggled to find any number of deaths, but I don't think that original reported number of 17 dead when I first saw this is true, but in the videos, the videos are pretty brutal. Like, you can see people attacking each other with steel chairs, like it's a wrestling match. Oh my god, it's a steel chair, (laughs) the lack of humanity! Metal bars were being used to attack people. You saw men unconsciously...
1: Sorry, respectfully.
0: (laughs) You saw men unconscious laying on the ground being, you know, repeatedly kicked in the head and like having their clothes stripped off and whatnot um so the game was this began around the 26th minute of the game so early on in the game uh the, the fighting and the brawling start it's essentially a riot you know uh, began to break out the referees called the game off uh, most of the players from the teams fled into the locker rooms but some of the home team players from cortaro <laughs> Play. They tried. They stayed and tried to you know calm the crowd down. You know, being like you know we're the home team. Maybe they'll listen to us. We're the we're the you know we're who they're cheering for. So they attempted to try and turn to the crowd. Didn't work. To no to no avail. Of this they're pleading with the crowd. Didn't work. Um um, and the fans ended up storming the field and continued, uh, to violently attack each other. The gold nets were torn down, um, and the brawl spilled out of the stadium and, and into the streets. And, um... Yeah, the videos like I said were pretty brutal. Like I you would just yeah, be sorry, like seeing I was, some guy walking with his shirt off and another guy run up and slam like a folding chair on his head.
1: Yeah. Like straight
0: up WWE shit. Just come in and be like, "Well, boom." Yeah, no, I, <laughs> while you
1: were talking, I was uh looking up some of the clips. Uh yeah, it's it looks pretty chaotic. Yeah, um, um, but let's let's also I think this also ties to something that we talked about last week about this like mass PTSD after COVID. Yeah. I think that a lot of people you know, <laughs> you know, are kind of like, you know, they, this is like, we're all like kind of coming back now um, to the regular stuff and yeah. shit's just more amplified where there might've been fights before. But, mm-hmm. you know, Well,
0: one thing I saw said that, um, that fights at, Mexican soccer games are not uncommon. That right. you know that they're passionate fans, and and let's you know, let's be happens. honest, this shit who, happens in, in games, yeah, games. There is just in who, San Jose, was, there is a brawl at a Sharks game that was well, in the news. Well, let's just let's this also week. let's
1: also talk about hooliganism in Europe. Is also you know pretty violent. Yeah, I mean, it like it's just
0: sports fans kind of get unruly. Remember, fucking like if Boston wins a
1: championship, they yeah. fucking riot. You dude, know, dude, <laughs> Philly always goes the hardest. Yeah, like, like, remember, like, Philly was the one where the guy ate the horse shit what yeah yeah we're after, after the eagles won the super bowl there was a guy a fil- went and
0: ate some horse shit uh, to yeah. celebrate yeah <laughs> he's like we won i want to eat yeah. this piece of horse yeah. this piece of horse shit yeah
1: dude wow yeah well anyway. i mean like
0: look sports fans are gonna do what they do you know they're passionate let's just say maybe a little <laughs> bored and you know some of them that's all they got going for them whatever i'm not gonna judge but even though i am right now um but you know so, Did anybody die or no? I, I, Like I said, the early reports I was seeing said 17 dead. It does not appear that 17 people are died. There might have been a couple, but uh, what I was able to find today said 26 people injured, several critically. As in they're in critical condition okay. at the hospital. I don't know if um, anybody's died. Five officials have been suspended. Pri- the private security firm that was providing security at the event has been like, you know disbarred for lack of a better word like they're no longer allowed to you know be employed um as a private security firm um all the games the days in the days after and possibly still now have been postponed with throughout the mexican la liga and um even the president of the uh la liga in mexico um, you know, addressed this and said, "Okay, so we're, we've seen fights and brawls erupt at games before," and he suggested opting. This is this is kind of where things get a little. I don't know about going this far. He suggested adopting biometrics and facial recognition systems uh, at yes. stadiums in order to identify troublemakers and keep them from attending future games. Minority you know, yeah <laughs> So that's a little uh, I don't know about that but that's you know apparently this this was a big thing and you know FIFA condemned it the international soccer community all like you know this was on Yeah on radar I don't think they would be pro it. <laughs> everybody everybody in the in the soccer world was like yep yeah, that's fucked up there's talks about like cuz you know the World Cup in 2026 is supposed to be a shared one between US, Canada and Mexico. There even talks about taking Mexico out of that. Um because of this i don't think that's gonna happen but you know it's it was not a good look um you know for the quartaro team to say the least they've been banned outright the team is no longer allowed to participate in la liga games um from here on out for for at least from here on out i don't know maybe they'll change it in the future but um yeah the the other thing that I found fairly distasteful about this because I, I was in bed Saturday night when I saw this and was like looking at it. Cause I, what was trending was just the word Mexicans. And I was like, oh, what? No. <laughs> yeah. we go. I was like, why is the word Mexicans the top on trending right now? And I click on it and I see the news about this, but man, some of the takes on Twitter um were pretty fucking disgusting and i'm I mean, sure there's you can always, fill in the blanks yeah. a lot of them were taught were tweets even by people claiming to be mexican talking about how violent and how disgusting mexican people are how atrocious and trashy the mexican people can be and i was like okay look we were just saying Sporting fucking riots happen in America, in Europe, around the world. You know, yeah. This isn't like exclusive to Mexico, but you know, because of the videos were pretty shocking. I think people just had these kind of gross racially based, you know, reactions yeah, to it, they're just happen. kind of using it as an excuse to like kind of hate on Mexico and to be racist. And to tie this to our border wall, what I was trying to say at the beginning is like the American public does you know people that might be in support of a border wall do kind of like maybe look at Mexico a lot of times and you know see a country that is you know producing bad bad actors or whatever bad characters mm-hmm. and that they're going to come here to America and that they're going to cause more trouble so you know that's why I hesitated you know you know connecting these two stories the connection i don't think exists like mexico is a massive country with many people you know and like events like like riots and brawls happen you know around the fucking world you know at sporting events so it's not like it's exclusive to mexican people it's not like there's some gene in mexican people that um, makes them go aggro at a mexican soccer game you know
1: i mean also just in general i mean you know Soccer in general is also kind of racist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sport. A sport
0: is not inherently racist. Well,
1: I mean the people who... I mean, uh, some of the fans. I mean, you know. Oh, and they're been... not
0: racist in football, where they. Uh, oh no, no, you they're, know, they're, they're, fucking they're...
1: Kaepernick was ousted from yeah, the league. Yeah, no. Or
0: baseball that was segregated for years.
1: True, and... true, true. <laughs> you mean
0: racism exists? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, racism dude. exists. I guess
1: so. <laughs> I guess so. It's very profound. Okay,
0: I, I think I might be the first one to say it. I mean, look, I know what you're saying. Like, there has been plenty of documented incidences well, of, like, of what racism I was thinking in of is... soccer, but like that's yeah. that happened in
1: all sports it's true. not exclusive true to true i think it's just I, it, there's it, been some incidents that were a little bit more recent than maybe you know
0: it's just the takes I see here on Twitter that, you yeah. know, I, I don't even know if these were soccer fans necessarily. It's people that were just seeing it. And, you know, there was some, like, detractors being like, I knew this, this, this trending. When I saw Mexicans trending, I knew it wasn't going to be good. Like, yeah. I knew that they were going to be talking shit, and people were kind of coming out there, and I felt bad for some of these people saying, like, I saw Mexicans trending, I knew it wasn't going to be good, and I just want to say that these videos do not represent us. And I kind of felt bad for them. I'm like, they're there reading these tweets and these comments of people talking about how horrible mexicans can be and they're mexican themselves and they're like hey that's not all of us this doesn't represent us and it doesn't you know and it's not right that something like you can't control what people say online but it is fucked up that something like this happens and people use it as an excuse to you know sling mud at an entire group of people or just you know know,
1: using it as an excuse to be racist yeah yeah know, yeah exactly you know and it's just like you know they go like see this is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and it's just, it's, it's gross. And, you know, I feel, I feel sorry for Max. It's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, I mean, it's, and as a, um, you know, This does not justify a border wall. No, no, it doesn't.
0: (laughs) But I think there is some people
1: in the American
0: public, white people, that might look at this and be like, oh, see, Mexico is like a shithole country, as Trump said, and we should keep those people out, you know? So that's why, like I said at the beginning, I was hesitant about connecting these two stories, but I think it's, you know, important to still have the conversation and say like, okay, yeah, fucked up shit happens there. You know, it's a desperate, it's a rough and tumble country, Mexico, same way Russia is. You yeah. know, it's, it's more impoverished than the U S it, it's more rough and tumble. There's, it's more rural, it's, it's less developed, you know? Yeah. And, and so there's just a little bit more chaos. There's less access to education and It's yeah. so just a bit more chaos over there. It doesn't I mean, make the people, yeah. yeah, it doesn't make the people any, you know, any worse or better than, than anybody sure, yeah. else in the world, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually have something personal to connect this to. Um, okay. so, um, so, so several years ago you remember you'll remember because you were there although incapacitated. In the summer of twenty thirteen, we held a party at our friend AJ's mm, house, you yes. know, a raging house party. I was very His parents are out of soon. town, they're traveling in Germany or wherever. And um the party was was popping. There was a good amount of people there. At least I want to say fifty to a hundred people in the, in a small suburban home. Yeah. Rage and having a good time. It was a fun party until about twelve thirty at night when a couple guys start physically fighting with each other. One was thrown into a wall. The party goes into disarray. A mini riot kind of broke out here. M- me because me
1: I'm passed out. Dr- I'm passed out drunk in a bathroom. Just you know that's your claim to fame here yeah Yeah. well i actually was kind of had some i was more involved in this
0: because a huge mob of people a riot a a mini riot broke out here and a huge mob of people stormed outside and were demanding that that guy who the other participant in the fight and his cohorts come out and to face their you know you know their comeuppance and fight this guy on the street you know and you know both parties in this case were uh, Mexican guys, you know, Mexican Americans, but, you know, yeah. Mexican heritage, you know. And so anyways, you know, they fucking were out there. They yelled at us. They attacked some of our friends physically. Um, and even as you know, I think they realized the police were coming because there was a mob of people on the street throwing bottles, rocks at the house, attacking people, you know, so eventually they, they dispersed, yeah. Right. And I'm outside and I'm upset because, uh, our good time, which we were hosting a party mainly for our friends, you know, it was fun that it got like so big, but we were there to have a good yeah. time with our friends.
1: I, it was and, partially my fault too, because I uh, posted it on some groups of being like, Hey, here's an open I, party. Come in. It, come. It,
0: it, it doesn't, even though the people we know on both sides were both people that we knew who invited both parties. Yeah. Um, it wasn't random um, oh, okay. people off the streets. We know who invited both. And in fact one of the guys who I talked to in this moment. So I'm outside, um, and I'm upset because our party's been ruined. Um, Some of my friends have been attacked. There's windows broken, glass shattered on the driveway. The house has been vandalized. Big-ass hole in the wall. Yeah, big-ass hole in the wall, and I'm upset. And I'm out there, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And You know, I'm young at the time. I'm like 18, 19 at the time. So I'm a little upset, and I begin kind of like saying some some shitty things you know i wasn't like i've never been a racist but i was saying things like dude why the fuck did we invite people like that you know i'm making implications right i'm yeah. not outright being a clans i'm not having a clan i'm not forming a clan rally in the front of the house but i'm i'm, I'm pissed i'm pissed i'm upset and I'm, and I'm saying things in the heat of the moment and this guy turns to me and he says something to me that i remember to this day because it was very wise uh, i don't i I believe it was Richard Nagai or one of or an older guy that invited some of these people that knew them, that okay. knew the group that started the fight. It was an older guy, you know, a few years older than me at the time, and he was like, "Look, a lot of people have de- live a desperate life day to day." they're unhappy. They go to work and they have a shitty job and they're etching out like a meager existence. You know, they're, they're struggling every day. to get by financially. They have a tough time at home with their family. They, you know, maybe they have bills piling up. Maybe they have, you know, cases they're, they're battling and, 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 you know, jobs that are, you know, working them to the bone, you know, for little pay. And he's like, People are ups- These p- people are upset in their day to day life. People are struggling. Yeah, and he's like, they come. People come to events like parties or concerts or or, 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 or sports events, yeah, to unwind. And he's like, sometimes we, we come here for an outlet, and sometimes the liquor and a, and a mix of just your day to day stress, kind of creates this perfect storm and you kind of just unleash and people can't control themselves. And in this cathartic, you know, outburst, it kind of turns into like a violent situation because those people are carrying a lot of anger with them from their situate, their personal situation. They're all exploited workers. under the Capitalist society. their, Their situations put them in, make them pissed off day to day. They hold that in every day. So they're not having outbursts during their daily life. And then they kind of come here and they kind of let this place be, you know, a place to to for an outlet for their rage and anger and he's like you know instead of you know and that was about basically the gist of what he said but I actually really took what he said there to heart and I've remembered those words since and I'm like you know instead of like making it a case of being like if you just kind of step back a little bit and take a look at it from other people's Perspectives, like instead of just being angry and pointing the finger and being like they're horrible people and they're pieces of shit and fuck them and I hate them, you yeah. know, it's better to like take a step back and realize like, hey, people will live struggling lives day to day, and we come to these events, whether it's parties or sporting events or concerts. It's not and it's not ex- loose. and it's not and excusing it, but it's, yeah. it's
1: it's it's like giving a reason yeah, it's for not, why.
0: Yeah, I'm not excusing it anything, but it is it does it did help me kind of like. Put rationalize things into it, yeah. Yeah, put right. it. Put it into perspective and rationalize it a little yeah. bit better. And so that's how
1: that's, you know, like, and look, even though like I would have a kind of a problem with, you know, the shit like that being mm. uttered, I understand in the heat of the moment, things were different. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's probably one of my favorite things is growth is growth is when mm. people, you know, maybe have a bad um, outlook or a bad view and. And then they kind of get confronted by it, and then you you kind of have like a self realization, like oh yeah, like I shouldn't, you know, I, I should look at this differently.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know, so I've just remembered that guy's words, and every time I see situations like this brawl at this soccer game, and kind of people turning it into a shit slinging episode of being like, those people suck, and I hate them. I remember those guy that guy's words of being like, look, people are upset sometimes, you know, and and sometimes we come to things like this for an outlet and sometimes we, our emotions get the better of us and we let loose a little too hard and it, and it gets ugly. You know, it doesn't make us, it doesn't make them any worse. It doesn't make you any better than them or them any worse than the normal human beings out there. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, it, it was a, it was an interesting angle and I've just remembered those, what he said in, in all aspects of my life, whether it's like news events like this or personal events, like to just kind of take that step back and like understand and rational, it doesn't make it excuse it or, or make the, make any violence undone, you know, but it does help put it into perspective instead of like shit slinging and becoming more hateful and angry yourself as, as a, you know, viewer or a victim, you know, it helps you maybe understand you know where you know why this happened at least rationalize it to some degree so you know i always remember that guy's wise words that sage at the end that was everybody that stormed off and he was just it was just like me and him standing out there so that's very interesting he gave me some interesting very very
1: enlightening yeah Uh, no i think that's i think that's very insightful and i think it's you know i think it's important to even admit when you have you know you uh are wrong yeah and, and that in i mean st- like
0: it wasn't even necessarily like i would like don't get the wrong idea i wasn't sitting there being like you know calling people names like wetback or sh- anything like that right you know i was just upset and i was kind of like being i was having a those people moment you, you know you had a heating game i'm not racist heat- i never you had a heated gaming moment yeah i had a, heater, a heated gamer moment yeah and i was like those people fucking suck and the guy was like yeah, I understand why you're saying that right now, but, you know, realize that people are carry a lot of anger with them, and a lot of stress from the world and life they lead.
1: Well, you know what? People also have a lot of anger. Hmm. People who rent from Hertz rental car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great transition. Smooth. Entirely smooth, smooth. Smooth. 10 out of
0: 10 transition.
1: All right, so, recently, some people have spent days, even months, in jail for the claim that Hertz rental car reported them to the police for stealing cars. Crazy. At first, you're like, okay, that's weird. They're siphoning gas. (laughs) So you're like, okay, that's very weird that this is like, this is a problem with a lot of people. you're like, okay, so let's look, let's look a little deeper in. Hertz now has to publicize the number of theft accusations because of a, a lawsuit that's going on by, um, you know, some people that were affected by this reporting. Um, at a ruling Wednesday, uh, a federal, uh, when this article was made, a federal judge uh, in Delaware decided with the request from the attorneys for the 230 customers who say they were wrongly arrested. Hertz says... 230 yes, people? Yes. Wow. So Hertz says that it reports to the police 0.014% of its 25 million annual rental transactions. Which leads to thirty five hundred customers, but attorneys for the renters say they believe that the number is closer to eight thousand. All right, so yes, in the grand scheme of it all, it might not seem like a lot, but that's still thirty five to eight thousand, thirty five hundred to eight thousand people
0: being reported for what, like trash in the car? No,
1: being reported for having stolen the car. Okay. All right, this is all
0: like our car. It
1: happens. Have you never
0: gotten in a rental car and drive in and be like, I can just keep this bitch? Come on,
1: tell me you haven't felt that before. The vast majority of these, this is a quote, the vast majority of these cases involving renters who are uh, many weeks or even months overdue returning the vehicles and who stopped communicating with us beyond the scheduled due date. Now that's a quote from Hertz, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's lawyer talk, you know. Uh, in emer- but you know Hertz has been in a lot of has had a lot of problems in the past in the past couple years. I
0: don't follow Hertz news no. religiously, yeah. like some people. So,
1: so I only know because of the research. Zach.
0: Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm trying you're not to sell a Hertz you. Gotta, you got to play back and forth. And no, be you're like, a Hertz fanatic. Yes, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> you love fan. Hertz, and you just so hang it, on the whim of all Hertz. News. So
1: it recently in recent years went into bankruptcy and emerged. After getting hit with a lawsuit alleging that it withheld a time stamped receipt that could have proved an inno- a man innocent of murder. Really? They were, Yes, it's it's a crazy story, <laughs> yes. Yeah, alright, so they're, they're just... I, I just, you know, it might just be a little... Succ-
0: Knowingly withheld a, yes, a, a time-stamped yes. receipt that can, was um, an alibi? The, the
1: allegations of this lawsuit were that they were withholding a time-stamped receipt that could prove a man innocent of murder. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and this was reported in Wa- Washington Post. This That's was, obstruction, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Julius Burnside was someone who uh, rented a car from Hertz in 2017. He said, I turned it in, paid for it, kept my receipts, went about my life, found out there was a warrant for my arrest, and subsequently went to jail. And you're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? He Mm -hmm. kept his receipts. Seems like everything was all right. Well, it seems like the problem would arise when Hertz cannot find one of its cars in a physical parking lot or in its computer system. So then the company reports the vehicle is missing. The confusion is caused also by customers swapping cars during their rental period or extending the time frame. If the credit or debit card charge fails to process uh, correctly, Hertz system generates a theft report. So the company said that it does not update its police reports if a payment is ultimately processed. Yeah. <laughs> so, if, if even if the payment goes through, they don't update the police reports and be like, oh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, yeah. we got it. In 2020, a spokesperson for Hertz told the Philadelphia Inquirer that a stolen vehicle report was valid when it was made and that it was up to law enforcement to decide what to do with the case. Yeah. <laughs> So the reason why I wanted to bring this up, um, and I thought this is my g- 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 corporate slam piece. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, is that it, it seems very dystopian. This this at what hurts is engaging in right. If you look at it on a larger scale, you look do. You, they're using the police as basically mafia men to go shake down people who may have, but for the most part, what it seems like in a lot of these cases is just an internal problem due to their, you know, their computer systems or, you know, how things just get automated. Yeah. Of course, as, it's
0: probably get mixed up from time to time. But, I'm sure. Okay.
1: So the thing is, is that, you know, it seems like a lot of the time these, these things get worked out, but people, like they said, spent days, even months in jail for this, mm-hmm. which is extremely fucking traumatizing, especially if you didn't do anything. You know, like, that's like, that's crazy. I mean, it's traumatizing for anybody. The U.S. penal system, it's traumatizing for anybody, but especially be like, oh, my God, for renting a fucking car for renting a fucking car. So basically what they're doing is they're having the police chase down people for private corporations. I mean, does that seem kind of dystopian to you? I mean, I don't know. It does to me. Um, to some extent,
0: I mean, I'm a little confused though. Like, so people right, are not returning the cars and then they're no. filing police. No, no, reports, no, no. no. So poli-
1: people are returning the cars. Mm-hmm. But what is happening is that, like I said, sometimes when they could not find one of their cars in a physical parking lot or in the computer system, mm-hmm. the company will automatically report the vehicle is missing
0: Yeah, to the police. Yes. And then what? They say the last person that rented it. Is, yes. Is,
1: is, yes, exactly. Yeah. The, and like I said, the problem could come from just like, you know, a cargo. Going from one customer to the other, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you like you're like, oh hey, I need this car a couple extra days. They could, you know, because of their faulty system, it led to at least in I this- see. So like
0: a customer asked for an extension on like a rental car, let's say, and then the Hertz
1: reps gives them the okay, but then they don't update it in their right. system, so then it comes up as missing. So that's just one of the ways. Mm-hmm. Another way could just be that they couldn't find the car, so they're just like, oh, well, it's stolen. But they could have just, you know, it could have just been employee negligence. Yeah, like, or like
0: a car went to the wrong, you know, Hertz lot, lot or whatever. should have been at yeah. another one. And I don't know. I just think... It, it... sounds like they're just lazy. <laughs> they're using the police just
1: to do their, like, lazy work, you Yeah, know, but, that... like, this seems like, like some... I don't know. It just seems like it just seems crazy that like people ultimately had to pay for a crime that they didn't even commit. It was just a company's negligence of the way that they operate as a company and there's their, you know, the systems they use to conduct their business. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the fact that they that um that they the company itself said that they do not update police reports even when uh, a car is found or if the payment ultimately processes. So,
0: who's found these reports on behalf of Hertz? Like, is it like a lot manager? I think so. I th- wouldn't it be in the hands of like, let's say, a lot manager to to update those yes, reports? Yes, but what
1: I but the company says itself that they don't even bother in doing that, they don't even bother in updating the police report and being like, yes, it would ultimately come down to like a lot manager being like, Hey, I thought, you know, the, our, our system automatically filed a police report saying that our car was stolen, but it was misplaced, blah, blah, blah. There's that. Yeah. Please don't arrest this person. Yeah. But it's the fact that like the company just doesn't care that they're kind of just, yeah. you know, it's taking advantage yeah. of a system that over polices people, you know, mm-hmm. um, the American criminal justice system, and you're using it as like your company's like you know strongmen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You know they're your cell swords. <laughs>
0: I guess. I guess I get where you're coming from, but I don't. I don't know. I really, I don't know if I see the police necessarily as like mercenaries for herds here, but like it just seems no, like it, but they're it, being negligent and they're filing like police reports. This is just like, gross negligence. Like, it's uh,
1: gross negligence. That's ultimately what this is. They're a little is. bit
0: like frivolous with their yeah. police reporting yeah. and yeah. And then like not, you know, not following so up on them either. W- what
1: I think this is, is I think it's an automated process, yeah. right? So when something, you know, happens in their automated processes, that if a car gets reported as missing then it automatically files a police report like a like a bot system yeah that's what i think that what is going on yeah it if that's makes the it, case that system probably needs an overhaul then, yeah uh, i mean that's crazy Or that
0: should maybe be something done by a person like double check before they For decide sure. to file that police report like they should have the manager of the hertz lot like verify that the car is in fact so either, missing like yeah. follow up with the last customer that you know had the vehicle call and make sure like they didn't get an extension or whatever before having like if it is an automated system like that's Seems like just lazy, you know. When they, it seems like a lot of so either it's 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 it's,
1: it's either an automated system that's doing a lot of this, or it's just gross negligence from uh, upper management. Yeah, and you they're like I
0: mean? like they can't find a car one day, and they're like up, oh, shrug the shoulders, you know, let all right, the let's follow, yeah,
1: yeah. Or like I said, or it could be just that the computer does it on its own. Yeah, and it's just and like like I said, there was an incident where this had happened, and they straight up told the police. Um, it's up to you what you want to do with this situation. Like, you know, like, uh, it was valid when the, when the claim was made mm-hmm. was their excuse.
0: Yeah. And so I don't know. I and just, don't police always say like with crimes of theft and property that like, like the, uh, the person if the car was actually stolen like they're never actually found like a lot of times they find the car but they never actually find who stole it like you know if if your house was burglarized let's say and you called the police the police are gonna come there and in a lot of cases they kind of just tell you uh we'll see if we can recover your valuables but a lot of times it's like a no promises situation where they're kind of like hope you had insurance for that you know like i mean like what can they do go hunting through all the millions of people within the city to try and find yeah. who took it. I mean like you know you you've, your mom had her van stolen like they didn't they don't find the guy that actually did it they find the car and the car's usually trashed you know in other cases I've seen of people having their cars stolen it's not like they arrest somebody on site with a stolen car it's like a lot of times they find the car and they're like hey it's got a half eaten burrito in it and bags of trash and uh yeah but there's no like arrest made in a mm-hmm. lot of those
1: cases you know what yeah. I mean yeah no totally um so, I don't know. So, what, there's this class action lawsuit Yes, now? and it's unfolding. That's why um, they are having to... Uh, and
0: Hertz is filing bankruptcy, you said.
1: It, yes, they did, yeah. But I think... I'm not 100% sure, but... Hold on one second. Um, I think they did a deal with Tesla... Oh, so they haven't signed. Okay, so it says as of November second, they haven't signed the contract yet. But they had signed a contract that they would have Teslas in, you know, and it kind of like reinvigorated their company uh, Mm -hmm. for Hertz. You know, they were coming out of bankruptcy, and they're like, "Hey, we got this huge deal with Tesla." But apparently, it has not been signed yet. From what I'm seeing, a a, a just cursory um, look. So. I don't know that shit's that's just crazy um I just I just think that you know there's just another example of a a corporation not really caring about like the consequences of a problem on their end
0: yeah well yeah like you said negligence it sounds like it's a massive case of negligence and incompetence that ends in
1: you It's, it's some, dude imagine like what if it was just like a grandma who just went and rented a car turns it back she gets locked up and yeah. thrown in jail yeah that's definitely the most egregious
0: thing about this is that you know people are getting arrested and jailed unfairly like that is definitely grounds for a
1: lawsuit right. I
0: think you know if there right. ever was one so
1: that's why um, they're having to publicize <laughs> its number of theft accusations Hmm. Um, you know, maybe I'll I'll update the story as more info comes out, but that's what it seems like is going on. Um, it's, it seems like a, cl- a class action lawsuit because it's talking about uh, the attorneys for 230 customers mm-hmm. affected. Um, so yeah, um, really crazy. Have and, you ever
0: rented a car before?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, when well, my car was uh, in yeah. an accident, and I was given one by the. Uh, other guys' insurance oh, yeah. company. Uh,
0: doesn't it always kind of feel like some Doesn't it always feel a little precarious when you're in a rented sure. car? I'm always you know what I used to use when I was living in Santa Cruz? And this was like some the like Zip Car? Yeah, it was like an like an Uber Eats or a DoorDash version of 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 renting cars. And you'd have to pay for a membership for a zip car. And then you would, like, choose, like, an allotted time slot. Like, I would use it a lot before I had access to a vehicle to, like, run groceries around town. So I would, like, get the car and, like, let's say I rent it for two hours. And I'd be out doing my groceries. And if you return it late, like, there's huge fees on you. And I'd be doing my groceries, and then I'd be coming back, and there's traffic that I didn't, like, account for. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be returning this late. And you can text him and be like, extend. And then it would be like, oh, we can't extend it. Somebody else has rented this car now. And I'd be, like, racing to get back, <laughs> trying to return this car so I wouldn't get a fine. And it happened to me a couple times. And, like, after fighting with their customer service, they would undo the huge fine. Because it was a pretty, like, hefty fine. It was, like, 80 bucks yeah. for, like, returning it late. But a lot of
1: the, the, that shit can be fun if yeah, you're just yeah. not. and
0: and like I did and like they would give, like they kept like it happened maybe twice and they gave me like a warning both times being like okay but this is the only time we're gonna do it and uh and uh, like after a while I was just like fuck using that thing it was like always so precarious like I would be racing back in this car trying to return it on time so I wouldn't get charged extra or have to pay extra even if I did extend it cause just extending it like 15-30 minutes would would add in like a you know a decent amount of money to the total bill for using it so I'd be like racing back in this fucking car that like you know I'm like already renting if you do any damage to it you get in a fucking a huge fucking fire yeah yeah like and then a lot of times they wanted to, you had you're supposed to refill it in some cases and they like they're like oh if it's less than quarter of a tank like please refill it and i'd be like racing back to return and then look down and see that it's like right at a quarter and i'm like sorry next guy <laughs> the next guy's getting this car he's gonna get in and have to fill it up and it, you know it did happen to me a couple of times where i'd rent a car get in and i'm like oh shit they need to put gas in this thing you yeah. know and they gave you a gas card and everything so that you didn't have to pay for the gas but I don't know, still, like, I used it several times, um, you know, um, but after, I remember, like, after a while, I'm like, fucking this, this, every time I'm using this, I'm always so fucking stressed and sketched out that they're gonna find me for some shit, or something's gonna happen, and I'm gonna be responsible, or, like, even, like, the next guy that gets the car is gonna fuck it up, and then they're gonna possibly blame me, or what have you, so I was always
1: so fucking sketched out using that zip car service, um, but, you know, Don't rent cars, that's our message. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> fuck it it's not worth it
0: is it not worth it i mean like most of the time nothing happens when you rent a car unless like, if you, you rent to a car enterprise, from her yeah or fucking <laughs> well i you know not to plug enterprise but like let's say you go to enterprise you rent a car you know for however long there it's expensive to do it too but
1: yeah it's, it's super expensive yeah
0: it's not like most of the time nothing happens you know to be caught up in a class action like to be caught up in a situation like this like you're still looking at
1: like a one in a million chance of it happening to you. I mean that's like, still like like they said the estimates were 3,500 to 8,000 people. Like sure yeah, yeah it's not like a super likely scenario but it's still something that happens that they need to address that problem because yeah. you know there's a human cost. But how, did... how
0: many of them are actually real that the car actually was stolen? Because like I said when we started talking about this a lot of times when I would use that zip card or whatever I'd be like just fucking keep this thing. But then I'm like they have my credit card in <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so like they kind of like got a, like a lot of collateral in case you do decide to yeah. just take off with it, you know, but like I like there's a couple nice ones I would get when I'd rent a zip car, like nice fucking like cars man, I'm gonna just fucking keep this thing yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That thought would always cross my mind when I'm driving
1: it around Well, I'm like fuck that, drive it like you stole it all right, so I do um, do. so if you got any if you got any comments, please send them over to Bash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com.
0: Maybe if anybody wants to if any of our three listeners want to get in on my gas heist when I steal the gas truck and I'm holding it hostage for three dollars a gallon let email us let let, let me know if you want yeah, in on tweet, that
1: tweet them at uh what is it z and then z and
0: b
2: to make a better name <laughs> fucking
0: it's just z and b the bash bros uh, or the yeah that's pretty much what it is okay yeah so
1: yeah um be in the description and uh stay dangerous out there <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ты самая красивая, но так не хочешь танцев Музыка ужасная, да и так скучно Ведмы не знакомые, но со мной будет получше Если хочешь плакать, то я буду плакать тоже Я надену платье буду на тебя похоже Можешь не смотреть и называть меня как хочешь Все вокруг другое, поэтому я с тобой Хочешь мы пойдем В контактный зоопарк Или Хочешь мы пойдем без винов в театре А завтра, а завтра, а завтра Я не знаю, но вместе нам точно будет интереснее ждать И опять, и опять попадаем в ловушку Где надо искать дорогу из этого стрёмного места Где мы неинтересны, где мы так бесполезны Все вокруг танцуют, пьют и веселятся Ты самая красивая, но так не хочешь танцевать. Музыка ужасная, да и одно так скучно Ребят, мы не знакомы, но со мной будет получше Если хочешь плакать, то я буду плакать тоже Я надену плачу, буду на тебя похожей Можешь не смотреть и называть меня как хочешь Все вокруг тупое, поэтому я с с тобой. Хочешь, мы уедем в будем Жить рисуй, хочешь, разорвём все свои вещи в Не знаю, что точно ты хочешь, Но уверен, что смогу тебе помочь. А ты ночью постой дома полный, отстой Здесь, конечно, не лучше, а значит, Не будем друг друга мы мучать. Единственный случай, Когда тебе со мной точно будет Не скучно. Come no